Hello, one. Hello, all. We are back at Han Talks First with the Falcon and Winter Soldier after show. I am Han, and this... I am Rice Krispie. And we are here every week to talk to you about a spoiler discussion for the Disney Plus series. So if you haven't watched it yet, turn away, because this was a good one. You're going to want to have it saved and not spoiled for you. So you've been warned. And um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we we both just watched it. And... (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and before we start, is I'm just gonna say, I'm usually the critical one. I have no <laughs> criticism this week. Mm-hmm. I have no criticism at all. I love this <laughs> week's episode, and I just can't wait to talk about it. Um, I'm just gonna remind everybody if you're new here, please uh, consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode because we'll be covering the finale next week as well. And then we also have Star Wars talk shows every every week here on monday we do a live stream and you can also find us on spotify on apple podcasts and uh, stitcher and amazon everywhere you want you can follow us there so you never miss a podcast episode as well so uh like we do on always, the other hand i'm gonna complain i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, like we do every week we start with giving our general thoughts and then we're going to jump into uh, some of the details and hear from you guys to see what you guys think. So, um, baby, why don't you start off the sh- show and uh, tell us what your general thoughts were? Oh my God. I mean, where do I even start with this episode? I mean, it started with the bang and it kind of did not let up, even though it did have some like, like more like calm moments and like, like sweet moments and very emotional moments and a lot of, I just, <laughs> it was incredible. Like, I know that we set the last episode, but I think this is the best episode <laughs> that we've had. And I don't know how they keep upping themselves. And I know that some people were upset after like the cameo thing, whatever. And I think that they are wrong. And we'll talk about that. Amazing Wait, what episode. Cameo? What cameo thing. Um, there is. I mean, they were doing the whole thing where like, oh, uh, there's gonna be a cameo by like a big name actor, and people were like, oh, it's gonna be the Paul Bettany thing again. Just gonna be, like. Did they say that on the press tour? So apparently someone said it, but I didn't see the interview. Apparently somebody said oh. something about that. It ended up being the Julia Louis Dreyfus as Contessa <laughs> Valentina something something de Fontaine, which contains two drag queen names. So that's how I remember. <laughs> AKA Madam Hydra. <laughs> Madam Hydra. It's a little um, spicy up in there. Yeah, and, people were upset about it too because she had appeared in Ages of Shield, but it was like a completely different character, completely oh, different Madam Hydra. And they're mad because she's not young and extreme, like Hollywood hot, but like, I mean, it's Veep. She's an amazing actress. Like, shut up. <laughs> are you talking about the woman who visited fake Captain John. America at yeah. the uh, courthouse? Mm hmm. The one who's like, okay. hey, here's my card. Yeah, I, I can't you. I can't wait to talk about her. Um, but for me, my general thoughts on this episode, just like Chris said, is this is my favorite episode. I think this is the strongest <laughs> episode so far. Mm-hmm. And I from I, I took a bunch of notes for this one, but you know, the big thing I want to mention from my for my general thoughts is that I think the Anthony Mackie shined so bright oh, in this episode. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely incredible. His his acting, his performance, 
his his journey the the symbolism yes. in this episode alone is so powerful which i want to talk about too and mm-hmm. um finally really diving deep into the themes of this show which are race which are uh how america treats their soldiers how america treats their civilians how the world treats their civilians and mm-hmm. um just everyone's different ideals in this show about uh superhumans and things like that it, this episode right. was my favorite so far and this episode alone has made this my favorite of the marvel tv show so far and Mm -hmm. it really embraced that winter soldier movie vibe and it left me at the end wanting like really excited for next week's episode not to say the others didn't but this one was like 10 times me wanting to to see the finale and just But yeah, um, I think Anthony Mackie is the is the highlight of this week's this week's episode. Definitely, and this was like his episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are watching live, whether it's on uh, Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, uh, send us your thoughts in the comments. Send us your theories. We'll be sure to read them here and talk about them as well, so you can engage with us uh, in real time as well. So, do you want to kind of start at the top of the show and then? Kind I of mean, go towards the end. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, because those first twenty minutes, like you were saying, like they were intense. <laughs> yes, they were the- action packed and like full of emotions too. Oh my god, that yeah, showdown! This, <laughs> this was <gasps> the opening scene. The opening scene was absolutely incredible, and like you see, John Walker's like um guilt about how he caused um Lamar's death and the thing is like it's just he deludes himself into thinking that he did the right thing that there's nothing that he could have done differently pretty much so he can like continue on but like he is the cause like that guy that he killed had nothing to do (laughs) almost nothing to do with it like the series of events was caused by him and you know it was interesting was that guy that he killed last episode, he was, was the guy saying, who like looked up to America. Yeah, he was saying earlier that he's looked up to him as a kid, and he was like his uh, idol. So much hard, and then he died by the hand of him. Yeah, he it, looked up at so him, powerful. but he in the bad kind of way. Yeah, but yeah, the, the yeah, opening... and then oh my god, that part from like the trailer that we had, where it's like you don't want to do this. It's like yeah, we kind of do <laughs> <laughs> that, like. Oh my god, I I just I love them like Sam and Bucky so much, and they just was, go at it like write it. Hmm? No, yeah, I was I, what, the trailer, the teaser for it when he said, you know, that whole ending of the teaser where yes, we really want to do this or whatever. I was mm-hmm. shocked that that was at the beginning of this episode because it felt I know like an ending moment, but it, <laughs> it did. and so it like threw me off, and uh, I I liked I liked seeing that. But the other thing yeah, about. Oh my god with this this opening scene was it wasn't just it was a great action scene but it wasn't just a great <laughs> action scene the reason what made it a great action scene is because every punch every fall was telling a story yes. about these characters that's one of the reasons why like relating it back to star wars why i love that 
Anakin versus Obi-Wan fight on Mustafar. It was telling mm-hmm. a story. Right, like the conflict and the feelings and all that. Like, it just culminates within that fight. Yeah, and uh, from the start, like right here when he's crying, mm-hmm. uh, holding down his shield or whatever. That's uh, mm-hmm. very powerful imagery. And then yeah. Sam and Bucky come in and, again, Sam's like trying to talk his way through it. And exactly. I like think that's what makes him a good Captain America is Sam is, you know, He's always trying always to get fight see first. the best in people. Yeah. And like try to like level with them and basically talk them down from what they're doing. Yeah. But definitely. yeah, this guy is like too far gone. And that moment oh when the anxiety that that's whole scene because like when he pins down Sam and he's about to like decapitate him too, I'm just like, oh my god, no. <laughs> like yeah. I don't they wouldn't let that happen by like just the thought of it, I was losing my mind. And then he's like, I am Captain America. And I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, you're crazy is what you are. Like, and I mean, I love the teamwork between Sam and Bucky in this scene. Like just them basically whenever they were separated, they were a little bit weaker. And then they come to each other's like rescue, basically. Like they got each other's backs, even though, like, like they said, they're technically coworkers who had a mutual friend. Yeah, I like that. But like, I feel like they just don't admit that they have like feelings for each other and like they're friends and like they're actually closer than they let on. Yeah, but I agree. I just thought it was really sweet, and also we also Sam was like holding his own for not having had a super serum. Yeah, that's what I was like, most interested in seeing was how he holds up against a super mm-hmm. uh, human. So superhuman with a shield, and he yeah. still was able to like hold his own. Sure, he had Bucky by his side, but like even on the one-on-one moments, like he was doing fine. Sorry, can you hear that outside? Some person's having no. a dance party in their car, and it's super annoying. No, I can't hear it. Okay, good. And then at the ending of that that opening scene when they they won the fight against um john walker and mm-hmm. sam just sits there for a second with the his, the shield in his hand and he wipes the blood from it oh my uh, God. And, then, and then he starts to cry without saying anything i could hear him thinking i'm sorry steve like it, that's how powerful his performance was in this because i could tell exactly mm-hmm. what he was thinking and he didn't Definitely. have to say like a lot of these, like that whole thing with the shield and Sam and even Bucky too, where like Sam, um, Bucky like drops the shield on him and then he just walks away. It's kind of like both saying, hey, he gave it to you. You take care of it. And also like, hey, see what you did. Like, not like right. see what you did, but like, this is why you should have taken it. Here, right. have it. And then Sam like holding the shield and wiping it off to be like, I'm sorry. And trying to like restore like, it's actual like use and meaning back to it and being like, okay, it's my turn. I have to do this now. Like all right. in one. It's kind of crazy how much like they were telling without like doing much at all. And I don't think we're reading into it. I feel like that's the intention because it seems so specific so and so like emotional. I, I agree. It was very careful storytelling and it, I think it did mm-hmm. exactly what it was meant to do so kudos to the director for this one and 
Following that, we go into the court scene, which I thought was equally just as fantastic of a scene. And even though I hate little John Bitch Walker, I felt for him in this scene for the first time. Because he's telling them, you made me this way. You trained me to do this. And now you are cutting me out. Like, it's this is this is your own fault. I did feel like the government in America here was like leaving him out to dry for what they did because he was just following instructions and he was made to be this way. Sure, he was already having that inside him, it seemed like because he so easily took to it. But that was what they wanted him to do. It's just that they it, it basically became a PR problem. So they're like, oh, good job. But it's not good for optics, so we're going to let you go. Like, it just exactly. seems like they he did exactly what they were wanting him to do. He just didn't want people to see it. Right. And just like, um, so the, like, woman, just like the woman said, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're happy that you did that. They would have been totally right. thrilled if you killed all of them. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're trying to protect their image, so to speak. Exactly. It's purely an image issue because that's exactly what they trained him to do. Like, he did what he was told. And he didn't question yeah. it, which was, like, Steve's whole thing. He's like, hey, so sometimes instructions aren't the right thing to do. Because <laughs> he right. would, I mean, that's the whole plot of Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, and this was... Like, he's an actual patriot and not just a nationalist. Because that's, like, a huge difference. Like, you can be, like, a patriot is more like America could be better. And let's make it better. And nationalism is like, no, we're perfect. And we're the best. And that's the only thing that we'll hear. And nobody can tell us difference. We have the power to do whatever we want. Right. This and that's was like another huge like contrast between the two. And the performance from what is the actor's name? Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell was. Oh, he's the son of ego. <laughs> Say what? So um, it's funny because his dad was also in the MCU as ego and uh, Guardians too. Oh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell? They're related. Yeah, that's his dad. Oh, yeah. What? I Whoa. Yeah, his dad. Put it together. Okay. <laughs> wow. But yeah, his performance in this episode was Amazing. fantastic. Like I said, it was the first time I ever felt for this guy, and not mm-hmm. in the way that I I like him, but in the way of his his story, his but art. He was kind of spitting facts, even though he was in the wrong. Regardless. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fun fact about John Walker. Um, my brother is a huge, I would say, military expert. He he mm-hmm. studies. He, that's what he went to school for and stuff. And he knows a lot about military and army and uh, all that kind of stuff. He said it's a it's it's literally impossible for someone his age and his experience to have three purple hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a fun fact. They kind of just exaggerated his whole like thing. I think that's yeah. also why they're like, oh, he he's Captain America because he has all these achievements. And it's like, is that even possible? <laughs> right. Is that is that what makes him Captain America? All that stuff? Right. Because <clears throat> like that's not what makes Captain America. Like Steve was like his actual self and trying to win like for what's right is made him cap like he earned it like this guy sure he had achievements but like it seems more like showing off because like steve had nothing to prove i mean he wanted to prove himself but not for like any selfish reason yeah and 
Uh, before we go on, I uh, just want to welcome anyone who's watching live. Uh, Max says hello. He says, I really like this episode, Hi. but episode four is still his favorite. Really? It was amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I understand, but this for me, this one was my favorite. And he, he goes on and says, when John said I'm Captain America, I thought like Loki is more Captain America than John Walker. I don't um, understand yeah. that reference. Also, it's kind of like... Um... What I think when he's like, I'm Captain America, he says that like multiple times. It reminds me of um, in Game of Thrones, like Tywin Lannister at one point, he's like, oh, the person who keeps saying he's a king, like whoever keeps saying I'm the king, I'm the king is no king. Because that's just like, you wouldn't have to prove yourself as king if you are the king. Like you wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. It just seems kind of more like defensive. And sure, Tywin's kind of a piece of trash, but that was correct. (laughs) It's kind of like that guy from Shakespeare who's like, does I know self be true? And I'm like, you're an asshole, though. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also Luke says howdy in the chat. And um, Alan Wheeler is here. He says, hold up. I am Captain America. (laughs) Oh, my God. Who's Mephisto? Everyone's Mephisto and the other is Captain America. (laughs) So the real Captain America are the friends we made along the way. So during that court scene is when we first meet this um, this lady. I didn't catch her name, her character name. I, I sent it remember? in one of the photos. It's like Contessa Valentina. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't have time to upload all the Rosa Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Here okay, we go. Contessa Valentina Alegra de Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or Val. She was like, but you can call me Val, but don't call me. But Val. Don't say it. <laughs> Keep it in your head. <laughs> so normally, well, first of all, I, I assume this is the power broker. Is that what you assume as well? I would make sense, but I don't think so. It could and it could actually work because she knew about like the serum and everything. But I think that's more because she's Hydra. But she could be both. Okay, so, you, you so think I don't know. Kind of like a neo-Nazi. Oh, she definitely like, is. Later. She's okay. like the, a remnant of Hydra, for sure. Okay. And there's and like some be... rumors and speculation that she might put together the Thunderbolts, break Zemo back out from the Wakandans. Yes. And get like a bunch of like. Explain this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then somebody was saying that photo? Sharon would be their Colson. I'm like, no, no, I want Sharon to be good. <laughs> okay. So what she's saying is uh, there was this theory that someone was suggesting on Twitter saying that Madam Hydra is rounding up the Thunderbolts for General Ross, sort of acting as an evil Maria Hill to his evil Nick Fury. So don't be surprised if we see her in Black Widow and other upcoming projects. So the funny thing is she was supposed to debut in Black Widow as far as I know. And this came out before. So it's like, that's why her cameo seems so like weird and small and not explaining anything. Because she was supposed to show up in Black Widow first, I think. That's that's what I was going to say. Which would about make her. sense. Normally, if I'd have seen this character come on screen, uh, it w- it would have annoyed me. It would have bugged me. It would have been one of my criticisms. But the way she played this off, yeah, uh, I fell in she... love with her character, and she did such a fantastic job. My favorite line from her was she was like, "You made two of the best decisions of your life." One, one of which was, you know, one of which was, uh, you know, killing that guy or something like that. And he, she was like, do you know what the first one was? Tied with marrying this hotshot 
but it's when you answer the phone call that I'm going to give you. And I was like, that's such a good line. It's so good. Also, did they they really just give John Walker a Latino wife to make him look less racist? I was was very (laughs) weirded out by that as well. It was so random. I'm like, I don't know whether that makes him like, like what it, what that does. I'm just like, ah, made me feel kind of weird. <laughs> She's nice. Was... <laughs> she deserves I... way better than him. I thought but it I'm was his like, lawyer. Get out of there. <laughs> I thought so too. And then she's like, and I'm like, are they? Are they? <laughs> I, it was. It was weird. It was very weird. Maybe I'm just like I don't know. It just made me feel weird personally. But um. And so it's so funny. People were like, "Oh my god, what if uh, John Walker's lawyer is Matt Murdock?" I'm like, "He wouldn't do that." Like, who is Matt Murdock? He, uh, Daredevil. Okay, I thought it sounded familiar. Oh, like Daredevil's a good guy. Why would he put himself <laughs> through that? <laughs> like, I'm just like, dudes, you you know, there's like more than like one lawyer in the world that you're not gonna be like, "Oh my god, She Hulk can be his lawyer." I'm like, she wouldn't do that either. <laughs> it's just. People were trying to be like, oh my God, it's going to be like a huge lawyer character. I'm like, no, I don't think that's I, what we're going to get. I think they're going to save that for She-Hulk. And, oh, you know, for I, sure. I know nothing about She-Hulk except for the fact that she is a lawyer. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, that's probably one of the things I'm most looking forward to um, is seeing a Marvel story set in the world of like law like kind world. of getting a, a courtroom drama type <laughs> yeah. type show like how like i'm a big horror fan and the the next conjuring movie is is takes place during a, a court uh scene oh uh, really? court hearing yeah and like within the court hearing that's kind of crazy yeah it's 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 supposed to be like a uh, kind of genre bending so i would love to Whoa. marvel does that too and if they do it with their uh right. hulk show that'd be pretty amazing I mean, they are going into more like horror, like stuff for like Multiverse of Madness kind of stuff, if I remember correctly, and stuff like that. I know it doesn't really count, but like New Mutants kind of did that. I still haven't watched it because I'm scared about what they will do to Anya. <laughs> I, I, you just watch it. I, I mean, yeah, it's the ending is good. The ending is good. Yeah, I, I just want to see the demon bear. <laughs> it's probably the best parts of the movie. Um. So after the courtroom scene, after we meet Miss um, Val, we go into Sam taking the shield and going to visit Mr. Bradley. Mm-hmm. Who, his name is Isaiah Bradley, but he said to call him Barry. Do you know what that was about? Like from Bradley, maybe? I guess. I'm, I'm not sure, but it kind maybe of... Maybe he has like a middle name? I don't know. Maybe. So I was. Yeah, I don't know about when that. When he first showed up, I assumed he was going there to bring him the shield to give it to him. Is right. That it seemed like that, but I'm like, it wouldn't make any sense because, like, first of all, he wants nothing to do with it now. And what would right. it really do? Like, that's not the plot resolution for those two characters. I mean, it could work, I guess, for, like, his grandson because, I mean, to join the Young Avengers, but, like, I really don't think that's what they were trying to go for. But maybe to be like maybe like a peace offering or something, but I don't think so. Yeah, I I thought that at first, but well, then, like maybe uh, to like I... consult with him to like 
I yeah. Guess. And one of the best parts is when he showed up and he was like, don't give me that bitter old man. And he was just like, if you're not bitter, bitter, then you're blind. And mm-hmm. then he yeah. shared his story with oh, Sam. Yeah, that whole and... conversation and his story. I'm like, I was doing makeup. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. And the key it, thing it to take really away. Are, can you hear me okay? Am I on a delay? I can. Nope. Well, okay. I can't see your face, so I can't tell if it's delayed. Okay. Um, well, I think the key thing to take away from this conversation with Bradley is, or Barry, as he likes, is that he said to Sam, "There will never, they will never let a black a man black be man Captain be America. America." And right, because I mean that brings us they... to. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, because I mean the whole thing is like they want the next Captain America to be also blonde hair, blue eyes. Literally, what like um john walker was what steve rogers was but like it did have like slight like not slightly but like some white supremacy ties like how they wanted to be like oh the perfect human but like in contrast with like the actual nazis and stuff but i feel like that's why john walker was so bad because he was like the epitome of that but based solely on that like people like the nazis would do like oh, that's what makes you a good person. And that's what makes you worthy of these things. And that's what makes you like this type of human, which makes no sense. Cause like Steve Rogers, like they said, like he just happened to be those things. So yeah. that's the image that some people have in within this world of Captain America. And some people even like, I feel like this was kind of calling out those people who are watching the show or refuse to watch the show because they know that Sam's going to be Captain. Or they're like, oh, they're trying because people are like fully on Twitter being like, John Walker's my favorite character. He did nothing wrong. And I'm like, it's okay if you like the character because he's a well-written villain, but recognize he's the villain. I just feel like some people are so <laughs> adamant about like, no, he can't be Captain America. I'm like, he has been though. Like, it's like you're just showing yourself for like being a really like I don't want to accuse anyone of it, anything, but like they're kind of putting themselves in a certain box that I'm just like, I don't think this is what you want to be doing. Like, it's not a good idea, not a good look. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what this whole show is really about is about the fact that there, there, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a black Captain America. And while it's not the the main focus, that's what's really going on behind, you know, exactly. in between the lines and stuff. And that that conversation was really, it, it was really powerful. And it, it wasn't just about Sam. It was about all Black people in America. Mm-hmm. It was about all Black people in the world. Like, And it, I think it was a great way, like you said, you know, all these people who may have had a problem with, you know, there can't be a Black Captain America in real world. And whether it was an issue or not, I think this is the best way to handle that transition from mm-hmm. Steve to Sam because it, it gives us a new perspective and it also right. completely changes the character and makes it something and brand new. The thing is like Captain America is supposed to be a symbol of the people and protector of the people for I think I lost you. Uh, lost your audio. No audio. Bear with us, guys. We're having some tech problems. 
It looks like you muted it. I'm going to try something. Can you hear me now? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I had to... My AirPods died. <laughs> oh, so... Okay. Uh, you know what, baby? I still can't hear you. You cut out again. You're muted again. Is it better now? There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, it's been, I, I think it reconnected and then disconnected and then I'm muted. Yeah. Right, like automatically. But it just, it makes no sense to limit what Captain America looks like for Americans when like Americans can look like anything. Literally, you're discounting so much of the population by being like, oh no, he only has to be like white, blue, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, it's ridiculous. Like people should be able to see themselves in Captain America and just as they can see themselves in any other character. Like they should be able to also look up to them. Which also brings me to like the thing where they're like, oh, but like, you you've looked up to like this character before but like i like people who are not straight white cis men have been made to look up to these characters but they're like oh how am i supposed to look up to thor if it's not a guy i'm like you really can't sympathize with a woman right or you really can't sympathize with sam as captain america like how come other people have to relate to characters that don't look like them, but you cannot do the same thing for them? Like, it doesn't right. make any sense. <laughs> like, right. use your brain cells, please. <laughs> use your heart if you have one. Yeah, and I'm excited about where it's going. Uh, you guys who are listening to this, uh, let us know in the chat or let me know mm. um, elsewhere what you guys think about this and um, where you think the show is going to go. There's one thing I want to talk about that happened in the right middle. Back. You can go ahead and do okay. that. I'm just going to... Yeah, go ahead. I'll pick up my I'm so sorry. So uh, I was going to talk about the the symbolism uh, that rep- that is heavily depicted in this episode, and mainly talking about. I'm going to mute her mic real quick while she grabs some food. Is the boat the the boat is a character throughout this whole season, and I know some of you might be you know looking at me and saying, you know, you're, you're doing that thing that English teachers do. And they're like, the, the curtains were just blue and the boat is just a boat. Well, I truly believe that this boat is its own character in the show and heavily symbolizing both the relationship between Bucky and Sam, but also that the boat is Sam. The boat is the Falcon. This boat symbolizes the beginning. It was it was broken down. It needed repairs. It was it was talked about, you know, getting resold, repurposed, and that was exactly what was happening with Sam. He so he gave away the shield. He, you know, he was you know trying to get a loan at the bank and all this kind of stuff. And over time, he realized, okay, the only way I can you know get things back to normal is if I if I go about getting that shield taken on captain america my own way and at the same time he's fixing the boat bucky comes along he fixes the boat with him while they're working on that they repair their relationship and they repair the boat as well and the boat isn't just about sam becoming the first black captain america but it's about the legacy of all african-american people before him trying to find purpose and this boat symbolizes Sam Wilson repurposing the mantle of Captain America. 
and making it something that stands not just for America or white men, but for the entire country itself and all the people that live inside of it. And when he says to his sister, Sarah, right before that process starts of repairing the boat, he says, I know what loss is like, and we can't lose this boat. He's telling her that I can't lose myself. I can't lose my inner fight. And he looks at her and he says, I'm going to fix this damn boat. And he's telling her, he's telling the audience, I'm going to fix America and I'm going to make this right. And I'm going to repair my relationship with Bucky and I'm, we're going to, you know, move past this and we're going to make everything right again. And, uh, okay. So Chris is back. I know you missed a lot of what I was saying, but I was talking I, about the boat the that I heard though. I was talking about, I think the boat is a very symbolic representation of Sam. The boat mm -hmm. is Sam Wilson. And yeah. when they fix the boat, he fixes relationship with Bucky. He fixes his relationship with Sarah and he's taking on that mantle of Captain America and restoring the legacy of all black men and women before him. And so I think the boat itself is a character in this film. And I guarantee you one of the last shots we see is him and his family riding off down mm -hmm. the waves in the boat. Uh, I'm he, calling it. And I feel like the boat also was like, when everybody comes in together to like fix the boat and he calls in all those favors and he's talking about like the community. I feel like it also like, that is like the solution to yeah. like the problem that is going on. Because I mean, the whole thing is that Carly is like, Oh, everybody was taking care of each other. And then because it was only so many people left. And then once they come back, everyone's kind of left to do what they want. They're like kicked out of places that they were taken into stuff like that. So it just means like the thing that they need in the world is to still be together help each other and like find a place for everyone and basically just build a stronger community because apparently they forgot about that. But as you said, they're also yes. fixing like their relationships themselves, like building themselves back from the ground up. And also it just gave us a lot of really cute moments. <laughs> right. It, it, it was like it up fixing a boat and then <laughs> Bucky flirting with Sarah. Oh, that and was great. Being like, stop. <laughs> don't flirt with my sister. I'll feed you to the fish. <laughs> and then the moment where he like uses the, his arm and he was like, I don't always think it, of it because I'm right handed. I'm right -handed. Like, <laughs> little moments. This, this whole episode is just, uh, just a writing masterclass. It, it has a little bit of everything as yeah. far as how to tell, tell a story through fight scenes, how to tell a story it's through super balance and, Yes, and it, it brings in every theme that we've discussed on this show about Falcon and Winter Soldier, about race, about the way we treat uh, civilians and the way we treat our soldiers, the people that fight for us, and how... And how they're treated they're, by like their higher-ups, too. And how, they're yeah, how we're kind of a fucked up society. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and, I knew he was going to come back. I did not think it was going to be this episode. That French dude. French dude. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Sam's friend? The military no. guy? What? Who are you talking about? The one who's banding now with Carly, and he's like a full-on criminal, and they're like, oh, why are we siding with criminals or working with criminals? And they're like, oh, that guy. Criminals now. Like the guy from the first yeah. episode and from like Winter Soldier, was it? Civil War? Was he from them? I don't remember. He 
was included in one of those, but like we've oh, seen wow. him But he's the guy from the first episode for sure. And that's why he wants to take revenge on Sam. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. That's really cool. Oh, that's but, why he was like as I I was told I would kill the Falcon. Exactly. Like he just wants okay. to like murder him. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> and uh the last part of the about the boat scene that I really enjoyed was um Sarah coming up and being like, I told you it wasn't the water pressure system. Yeah. Do what I tell you. And then she was just like, I don't, what does she say? I don't come up to the sky to show you how to barrel roll. So don't tell <laughs> oh me God. how to fix the boat. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so great. I, it, this was, this was a fantastic uh, episode. I, I think one, because of the length, it was almost <laughs> an hour long. This show needs to breathe. And I think the episodes before it have struggled with timing and they're still good, but the, the pacing of this episode, they gave it time to sit with all the characters. And I think next week's episode is going to be a little over an hour. Oh, I hope so. Cause there's still quite a couple things. Yeah. So let me look here at some of the pictures you sent me because I didn't know what a few of these were. So if you could help me explain also, I think Bucky is gonna go back to the to the old guy from the first episode. I'm hoping, and then actually make like how Sam was like, no amends. It's about making other people feel better too, not just making yourself feel better because you are avenging or like just apologizing just for your own sake. Like, what actually makes you heal is to make other people feel better and be better yes. and be better. Also, so, oh my god, the scene was so good. I agree. And I agree with you that he's going to make amends with them. I, I already said I think the last shot will be them riding off on the boat. I think mm-hmm. the second to last shot will be Bucky making amends with the old man. And it's going to make us weep. I cry. Really hard. <laughs> that's that's going to be the ending of, of next week's. Uh, I'm calling it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna, And we didn't talk about Zemo. Right. We didn't talk about Zemo this week. So is he where he wants to be? It does I mean, he want to be captured? Does he have I a plan? Because we still haven't seen him in the mask yet. Right. Do you think he's going to do this, his escape or be broken out in the next episode? Possibly by Madame Hydra or something? Or is that like possibly. too No, possibly. And I, I think, do you think somebody else took his mask? Maybe. Uh, I mean, Max had given us a couple theories in the past. One thing he did say today was... It turned out I was wrong with Zemo because I thought he would show up again in this season. But to be honest, I'm happy that we saw him again in this episode. And I know he's been saying that his theory is that they're going to bring him off to another show or another movie and he'll be the villain again. Yeah, probably now with like the whole thing with Thunderbolts is most likely where he's going to be and be part of it. Like evil team. But I'm just like, he's such a good like he's such a good complex character i just wish that he could also let him be like do good more than just for a couple episodes yeah because he's so charming so like he can also be he's he is like a sneaky charming like villain type but at the same time like he's capable of also being extremely helpful so why he has to be one side only he could be like a great great character i just i have to highlight this comment Mm -hmm. (laughs) real quick what? Walker would never be able to be Captain America. He doesn't have the ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a hundred percent. 
<laughs> um, I saw no lies. <laughs> right. So let's talk about the this. Let me get the picture here real quick. Let's talk about this because I thought we'd get a glimpse, but we didn't. <gasps> oh my god! We're I get was, it next week. I was hoping this- that we wouldn't see it and have it be kind of like. Pulp Fiction suitcase kind of moment, and then see with him on, with it on. But I, it's a, such a good cliffhanger. But I'm just like, I need to see it. I need to like have a glimpse, please. So for the audio listeners, we're obviously talking about the suitcase presented to him by Bucky, potentially a new outfit made by the Wakandans that we will mm-hmm. possibly see in next week's episode. I, I love that setup. I didn't I think of the Pulp Fiction comparison, like- but that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking about this with Alan actually, and we were talking about like, will his new suit have wings? Because he already has that skill set, and it would be kind of weird to have him just be grounded the whole time. Like, I hope that he can still fly. Falcon America, be- right? And this is gonna be this is a uh, Torah. So he's, I mean, when he gave the wings back, he's like, "Oh, if you forgot your wings," and he's like, "No, keep them." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's gonna be Falcon," and I mean, as you can see. This is He's probably grow actual wings. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be so badass! I wish I had wings, but in the meantime, I have cats because she's. Oh, amazing. look at Lucy! Let me bring up full screen. Hello, <laughs> Hello Lucy. Little bean. Oh, so cute. So um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see the suit next week. That was a, <laughs> was a great so cliffhanger, good. and th- that wasn't the only cliffhanger. There no. was another apparel oh item that'll be shown. <laughs> next week as well and it was whatever Back this screwball was making mr john <laughs> walker up on YouTube how to make a shield <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he comes up with YouTube like a like steve rogers did gotta highlight lucy because she was so cute You're so cute <laughs> oh <laughs> so cute <laughs> so, yeah he's making his own shield i thought that was very <laughs> petty like <laughs> what a what a child like right like he's my shield i'm gonna like, make my own how dare you i'm gonna make my own with blackjack and hookers like <laughs> <laughs> and but here's the, the issue with that it's it's uh it's not vibranium right it's gonna be like some sort of other unless some you, flimsy like, some <gasps> aluminum so foil they like touch <laughs> It did look really flimsy. So I'm just like, yeah, it's going to not last you one second, bro. Oh my God. I got Iron Man vibes when it showed him beating the middle. What? Who was it who just said, like, they're no Tony Stark or something? Somebody said that. And then they have this. I'm just like, hmm. I don't know. There there was one last picture I have that we didn't talk about because I don't know what this is. Oh, so that's uh, Madam Hydra in the comics. Oh, that's what she looks like? Yeah, so that's why she has like the streaks. Um, so they gave uh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus like blue streaks in her oh, hair. Oh, she did. Yeah, she had like oh, slight streaks. It was it was, it was in like in dark blue or purple. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So she's possibly definitely going to be mm-hmm. Madame Hydra. Interesting. Also, there was like this theory because I mean, normally John Walker is U.S. agent, but someone's like, "Oh my god, what if he's Captain Hydra?" And it's like straight up just Hydra, oh. Captain America. So that'd be very pretty interesting. interesting too. Very interesting. Uh, before, oh, I'm gonna help you, but it seemed very like, oh, J.K., I'm recruiting you, and now you are for me, and there's no escape kind of thing. 
but also you're into it because you get to like kill people which is what you want to do anyway <laughs> right um before we uh give our last minute thoughts i'm going to go to the chat so if you have any last minute theories or comments about this week's episode well, uh, throw them in there now so we can get to them and uh starting with Alan here says, I think it's super important that Sam had the convo about understanding their fight since it shows he's capable of thinking of a group bigger than himself. So, yeah, that's something we've been talking about a lot recently is um, just Sam Wilson's approach to uh, conflict. And that's one of the characteristics that makes him a a good um, candidate for Captain America. And let's see here. Josh says, I think Zemo will be recruited by Madam Hydra. And the Thunderbolts are kind of gray. They are sort of like the Suicide Squad. Okay, interesting. What do you think about Zemo? Because, like, how are they, like, that gray if they're, like, led by Nazis? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like, accidentally do stuff that's good. Max says, I think that Zemo will be the villain in the Falcon and Winter Soldier season two if they are making a second season, but I think he will definitely return again. Somewhere. I wasn't on on the mindset that there would be a season two of this show. Mm -hmm. I have reconsidered that. I think there is potential for a season two. I mean, WandaVision, no. Right, limited series for sure. Falcon Winter Soldier, it can... Sorry. (laughs) It can continue on as a second season because it's not limited in its story, and there right. there can always be more for Bucky and Sam to adventure on. So, I think it's possible, Max. I think we could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. And Josh also says Madam Hydra is. Mephisto. <laughs> well, we the figured it out here. Walker's making is Mephisto. <laughs> right, right. Um, let me see here. Okay, do you have any last minute thoughts about this week's episode before we head out? I mean, I saw a lot of like really cool comments here from Alan too, and it was pretty good. I mean, it actually makes sense that Zemo wouldn't join them because he doesn't like soups. But at the same time, it's just like, I feel like he could go either way because he does want to take down and like stop more people from becoming superpowered or soups in the boys speak, but at the same time he does want to like be in a certain position of power and he can use people like that for his own benefit like he has like he helped sam and bucky and bucky is technically also a soup but he also like used that for like his own advantage to be like freed and whatnot so i feel like it's kind of more like means to an end and not like oh i'm helping them because i believe in the cause we could kind of be either way honestly there's like a lot of really good comments and yeah, and he says unless they're trying to sabotage from the inside. Exactly, he would totally do that. Like, because he's always meant to playing like mental forty chess. Right. <laughs> I think I think Zemo is exactly where he wants to be. I think he's going to be the big bad at the end of this. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, also, the comment about Aguila instead of Falcon, or <laughs> that'd be so funny if they actually just like <laughs> Alcon. What is Aguila? Aguila is eagle in Spanish. <laughs> oh, and so he's he's matured to a, an eagle at this point. So. Yeah. Or uh, Torres. Joaquin. Like the one who's going to become Falcon now. Yeah. Yeah, so he would be Aguila. That'd be so funny. Honestly, why doesn't 
does nobody just take like they're cool sounding names like somebody should just be like yeah i'm gonna name myself like rana well not rana but like something <laughs> yeah i'm down yeah, would, um i haven't we had someone like that already no i was i was thinking of something I else know. i don't think so not that i can think of i think everyone just has like their names in english oh yeah it's <laughs> maybe maybe zemo is in black panther too very i mean it makes sense it's with the wakandans so yeah that definitely possible um <laughs> okay uh well i think that's we covered everything we wanted to today this was a fantastic episode amazing. um i can't wait for next week next week's gonna be amazing <gasps> gonna be awesome and uh just so everyone knows today uh, i will also be going live with yeah. yesi riviera we will be discussing how to start your own podcast how to grow your youtube channel how to do live streams, all that kind of good stuff today at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So if you want to join us and talk about that or just talk about other things, we'll be there probably going for about an hour. And it was this was a great idea started by Yessi. And uh, if you guys don't know who Yessi is, she was on my show a few weeks ago and I interviewed her because she is the it's voice Sabine of Sabine Wren. Or not the voice, I'm sorry. Uh, the character for Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels. And uh, so you can check that interview out as well. It's episode 105 on the podcast. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you're new here, subscribe. Check out the podcast below. You can find me and all our adventures at Han Talks First. And you can find Chris at I Am Rice Crispy. And we will be back next week to talk more Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, so thank you all for joining us in the live chat. And thank you all for listening on the podcast feed. We will see you next week. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Do you want to do the thing or? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We could do this all day. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>